Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today we're going to be covering minute number 90, which goes from 1 hour and 29 to 1 hour 29 and 59. Um, and we have jumped to Palo Alto. Um, we have Justin Timberlake stalking around uh, the kitchen, uh, into the living room, back to the kitchen, uh, before eventually somebody notices that there's been some knocking on the door this whole time. Um, and then he answers the door and we see that a wet Eduardo is standing in the rain as a taxi leaves. Um, and he asks where Mark was because he was meant to pick him up at the airport. <laughs> but obviously he's taken a nap, um, uh, as we are told by, uh, by uh, Sean Parker. Um, and uh, that's pretty much where the minute ends. We don't get to see we don't get to see Mark wake from his nap. Uh, we finish off there. And joining me to talk about today is Alice Lawrence. Hello, Alice. Hey. So uh, we get quite a big um, description from Aaron Sorkin here. He says there's a thunderstorm going on outside and rain is beating hard against the windows. Uh, Dustin, Andrew and the interns are working hard at writing code, which we do see. Uh, it says Green Day is pumping from the speakers, but I don't think I can really hear that. Uh, Sean is pacing the house on a cordless phone while two young women dressed out to go for a party are at the moment each uh, on each a free computer playing each other in a game of Counter-Strike. Now, that isn't completely correct because they're on a console and they're playing on the same screen. Um, and it says they're basically shooting at each other and missing and laughing their heads off, which is kind of accurate. Uh, it wouldn't appear as if the house has been cleaned since the last time we saw it. In fact, there are signs of more wreckage as well as futons, pillows and blankets on the floor. Again, I don't think that's a complete correct description, but we don't really get to see much of the living room as we're mostly following, um, you know, kind of Sean Parker around. Uh, it says here that there's a 12-foot bong that reaches the middle of a landing of the staircase. Well, there is no landing or staircase because this is a bungalow. It's only one floor, but there is a large bong there. Um, and the kind of the conversation starts with, with Sean Parker on the phone saying that he saw him today. And he says, Manningham, Mitchell Manningham, uh, case equity. Um, and then he kind of breaks off to ask if they're using spikes or ghost missiles. Um, and he tells them to use sweet kamikazes. Um, and, you know, they don't seem to really have a full grasp on what's going on um, with, you know, the game. Um, and, you know, we get a knocking on the door, which if you, you know, if you're watching the first time, I don't think you really hear until it's pointed out that there's someone at the door, um, you know, which obviously Dustin has to point out. <laughs> um, you know, he's like, does anyone hear that banging? And of course, um, you know, Sean's like, you don't hear anything. You're writing code. And he's like, somebody's at the door. Um and that is when we kind of obviously realise that uh, Eduardo is there. Uh, in the script, there's a there's an exterior cut to Ed Eduardo getting out of the taxi and, you know, the taxi turning around and Eduardo walking up to knock on the door. But obviously in the film, they drop all that just to have the kind of knocking on the door going on. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, on the phone, Sean Parker says, it's not a dish best served cold. It's best served immediately and relentlessly. Now, I think if he's talking about, you know, revenge being a dish best served cold, I don't know how you can serve a dish relentlessly. I feel like that doesn't make any sense, but I guess, you know, having revenge relentlessly makes sense. I don't know, it's yeah. a, it's a, Here, it's have a, this, a have weird... this, have this. Does it like the, goes yeah. all over their face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have this relentlessly. Um, of course, he says, he opens the door to Eduardo and he says, I'm going to call you back. And then he says, what's up to Eduardo? And I kind of love how upbeat he is. And then Eduardo's just kind of like, what's up? And he's like clearly completely drenched. 
And then he's like, you know, Mark should was supposed to have picked me up at the airport an hour ago. I've been calling his cell. Uh, and obviously Sean lets us know he's been on a, co- a 36-hour coding tear. So he took a nap for a couple of hours. And that's where the minute ends. Um, and I, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of like the kind of the kind of phone conversation because this is setting up something that's going to happen later on in the film when eventually Case Equity call, come calling, and you know this is where you know Sean Parker decides to take his revenge out <laughs> on Mitchell Manningham by having uh, Mark Zuckerberg show up wearing a dressing gown and flip flops. Um, so that that's kind of just setting that little bit up. Um, but we also kind of see that Sean Parker's energy is slightly different. Like last time we saw him, he was in the nightclub telling the story about Victoria's Secret. He was a lot more kind of assured, whereas here he seems a bit more kind of nervous and on edge. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think it's a nice, it's a nice little difference from Justin Timberlake. Each time we see Sean Parker, he's kind of less and less assured and more and more kind of nervous. Um, and it's just this weird little through line that the film has. You know, obviously until the moment where he gets caught at a party with with something, um, you know, and they they're not they never really quite say what he's caught with, but obviously you know it's concerning. Um, but I kind of like the different energy that we've got from Sean Parker here of you know, and also he does some good phone acting. You know, this is you know this is this is a pretty good kind of like it's hard to kind of do convincing phone acting. Um, so I think he's kind of leaving the right amount of space for the other person to reply, and it's you know it feels real. Yeah, yeah, I I guess. I mean, as, as so many other things in the, in this movie, just because I'm not big on the, you know, tech and, and legal kind of areas, I guess kind of to clar- clarify what is Sean's big role in this, I guess. I'm not, I'm not really sure exactly. I know he's kind of become like another partner or fi- financial person. I'm not quite sure. At the moment, he's just a broke person hanging out at this house. Okay. <laughs> Um, when he was at the club, he obviously, you know, it was obviously mentioned that he didn't have anywhere to stay now that uh, the girl he was staying with was going back to her parents for the summer, mm-hmm. and so Mark offered for him to stay at the house in Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, he, you know, as he'd said to uh, Dakota Johnson when we met her early in the film, he's broke, um, you know, because he, he was sued by all the record companies. So, <laughs> so he's he's basically got nowhere to go and, and he's not doing anything and and he's basically taken refuge at this house. Um, and so he doesn't really have an active role in the company so much as okay. he's, you know, he's just kind of a guy hanging out. Although I do kind of like that he's saying to Dustin, you know, you're not hearing the knocking on the door, you should be coding, mm-hmm. um, which suggests that he kind of has some role. Um, but I guess it's just, you know, while Mark is kind of uh, taking a nap, uh, he's kind of put himself in charge. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. Because I was wondering, because includes... like later, you know, when Eduardo was kind of cut out of it, and then he gets more, so I was like, I don't know what this partnership is, you know, this is just a friendship. Yeah. Well, I I think kind of some stuff Eduardo had said after the fact was, you know, like, he, you know, the only thing that Sean Parker ever really contributed was just saying, drop the the. And that was pretty much it. Like he said, he didn't really have, you know, I guess he kind of knew some um, VCs and so he got them some more funding and stuff like that. But, you know, he like he didn't have a specific role in the company. You know, he got a bit of stock for helping them out. And then, you know, he kind of left under a cloud. Um, he's, I think he still has some Facebook stock to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently, he was known for marrying and having like a, a, a Game of Thrones themed wedding that apparently cost like five million dollars or something um so 
you know, he's obviously very extravagant, but in the, yeah, in the film, it's not quite clear exactly what the point of him is. And that's obviously something that Eduardo has problem with as well. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing here, Sean? Like is kind of his next question after, after kind of being told where Mark is and, you know, why are you here? And, you know, what's like, what is going on with you? You know, and, and obviously just the fact that he's, he's there with these two young girls as well. Like it seems, you know, between kind of running up phone bills and telling people to keep coding, um, you know, he's also kind of interacting with these girls and kind of, you know, keeping the party going basically, uh, which is obviously something that, you know, even in the, the kind of the nightclub scene where he goes with Mark, he's surrounded by women. And that, <laughs> that seems to be, which is understandable if he looked like Justin Timberlake. I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, the real life Sean Parker doesn't look like Justin Timberlake, but I think when it came to the casting, I think he, he got a considerable upgrade mm. um, having Justin Timberlake playing him. Uh, but like I say, I like the nervous energy of Justin Timberlake on the phone here, kind of like, you know, kind of, you could hear the bitterness, you know, he talks about how he saw um, Mitchell Manningham getting into his Turbo Carrera and he saw me too. And, and and the other person is clearly like, you know, is this line secure? And he's like, don't sweat it. I'm on a landline. Like, so I like just in between that and kind of him kind of talking to the girls and on the phone and then answering the door and then talking to Dustin, like there's a nervous energy about him in this scene, which I kind of like. Um, you know, like, and like you say, we don't know his comp- like his actual role is never firmly con- like defined within the company. Yeah. Um, you know, he just seems to be a guy who kind of uh, likes to party and you know, kind of calls himself an entrepreneur, but that just means he's broke. But I also think most of the charm of Sean Parker is just down to the fact that he's played by Justin Timberlake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I think Justin Timberlake is so charming that. you know the real life character sean parker there's no way he's as charming as justin timberlake and so and so justin timberlake kind of gives him that edge of like his character seems a bit more charming just because justin timberlake is the one playing him uh whereas in real life you know somebody who's going on about how he saw this person getting into like a you know his porsche and you know he's going on about how he's going to get revenge and like that guy just seems like a bit of an asshole and like you know, do you really care about that guy? You know, like, do you really care about the guy who was, you know, who who was kind of thrown out from two companies? Like, is, you know, like, is that a guy that we really care for? And I'd say not really, but Justin Timberlake kind of gives, makes him a bit more sympathetic. Maybe. I mean, I guess I found even from the first, you know, things with Mark and, and Face Smash and everything, you know, I just, it, like, was there really any man that was, you know, pretty sympathetic in this? I mean, I... I'm sure I realized back in 2010 as well, but even the, uh, you know, face smash idea and the way that, you know, the, the blog post about um, his, his ex and, you know, all these different, you know, men in this whole film that are just very, you know, as you see Sean Parker here as well, misogynistic and, you know, kind of just, you know, women are sort of playthings, you know, for, for a lot of this film. Um, so I don't know really who yeah. was necessarily sympathetic kind of to go over the whole the whole movie as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that Sean Parker is ever sympathetic, but I think the kind of charisma that Justin Timberlake has uh, makes him an interesting character within the film. Yeah. Um, so, like, you just can't help be drawn to him because Justin Timberlake is so charming in the role. The hot dude versus the creepy dude, yeah. Yeah, so even though, even though in real life I'm sure Sean Parker is less charming than justin timberlake justin timberlake's charm just makes this character like fun to be around um you know and obviously that's something that will kind of you know was like the first meeting that he had with um you know eduardo and uh, mark you know like the whole conversation about how 
Ed, you know, Eduardo wants to stop the party and, and Mark wants to keep it going and how Sean is on, you know, that side. He, Sean wants to keep the party going before they start bringing in advertisers to Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, more than anything, he's kind of like just an ally for Mark, you know, whereas obviously Eduardo sees him as a threat from day one <laughs> and realizes that uh, he's not a good influence on Mark. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, Mark not picking Eduardo up at the airport, I guess that makes Mark seem less sympathetic. But, you know, it's understandable yeah. if Mark's been doing a bunch of coding and he's just having a nap. Right. Like, But that actually wasn't true in, in real life, though. Mark did actually pick him up from... The, I, I read that Mark did pick him up from the airport, but they put it in the movie that way to kind of just really show that divide, which is fascinating. Yeah, it, yeah it is a funny detail where, yeah, I think even Eduardo was like, yeah, Mark did pick me up from the airport. I didn't stand around in the rain. Um, but yeah. in the in the film, it works because obviously we want to see the wedge that's going to be gradually put between them with, you know, Sean and, and Eduardo. And, you know, so it's just a nice little moment, especially because it's funny to have you know, the door be answered and there's a, a wet Eduardo standing there and all Sean says is like, what's up? And it's like, yeah, he's Old drenched. best friend versus new best friend. Yeah. yeah, so I think it works as that kind of contrast. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't know that there's a huge amount in this minute, you know, like uh, we've got the girls in the background just kind of playing a computer game and I don't know. <laughs> like, it, yeah, I, I was, I mean, I was thinking about kind of going along with the way that women are, are portrayed in this film. And, you know, I mean, we do get the, the ex-girlfriend is kind of that, that strong female character. We get the attorney, played by Rashida Jones, strong female character. And then we get to- totally fine, because I'm not a video game person either. I, I think I would be the silly one as well. But you get the, like, oh, my God, you know, how do I, basically, how do I play this game? Oh, you know, we're just giggling and, and playing and being silly. And, you know, this, you know, guy is just talking, you know, talking about us, you know, in this in, in this certain way. And, you know, I mean, it's totally fine to have, you know, not have every woman be the strong feminist, whatever character. So I, I just think that was kind of interesting that these you know, this was another scene where it was kind of women as as props. Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of fits within the whole um, college aesthetic of like, uh, you know, earlier in the film, you had the the buses with the women being brought in and the, you know, the strip poker and all that kind of stuff. So the idea that they go out to Palo Alto and they don't kind of continue that kind of thing would be kind of a bit weirder if, if like they got there and then all of a sudden they were respectful to women. I, you know, like if it kind of makes sense that they would still i mean you know like i said the last couple of scenes sean parker's been in he's had kind of women around him so this just feels like some more women that sean parker knows who are just there playing computer games while everyone else is kind of working you sweet kamikaze he's like we know what that is you know it's just it's so (laughs) weird but it's also like you know what though some people like me don't aren't the video game experts are the you know maybe ditzy bubbly you know whatever kind of people and that's totally valid as well yeah i know i you know it's not like i i think obviously they're there to serve a larger purpose which we'll find out in the next few minutes um because they're more of a question about like you know eduardo is like you know in the next couple of minutes he questions what they're doing there so it doesn't go unnoticed like you know, they're there in the background for this minute, but in the next couple of minutes, Eduardo is kind of questioning why they're in the house and what's going on. And so, so Eduardo does kind of notice. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's like, they are just kind of like, 
ran, it seems like they're just randomly hitting buttons and stuff is happening on the TV and they don't seem to understand what they're doing. And the thing is, you know, I've known people like that uh, who are both male and female. Uh, sometimes with some computer games, that has been me, just button mashing and just kind of hoping that something happens. Um, you know, it's, but it's I, it's not, you know, it doesn't do the film any favours. But at the same time, these are, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old boys. Like, you know, yeah. this, it feels real in terms of what would have been going on at that house. Yeah, um, and, and of course Sean would have a increased sense of, of self-importance, you know, I mean, it's what I yeah see all the time, kind of that, that white male privilege is a huge thing through this film, obviously, as well. Yeah, and the thing is as well, you know, like he's basically around a bunch of teenagers, and he's kind yeah. of in his like mid-twenties, so it does feel kind of like he would be the person who's like kind of telling people what to do, you know, get back to coding, like ignore the knocking on the door, like he's kind of put himself as the adult in the room in a weird way. Um, and I think out of everybody there, he's probably the least qualified person to be the adult in the room <laughs> in terms of what's going on in that particular house. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it, I, like I say, it kind of gets, it gets addressed by Eduardo in the next couple of minutes. So I'm not too bothered yeah. by it in this particular minute. But, you know, just in isolation, you know, it is, it, it is a bad look. But it's a bad look for these characters. It's not, it's not the film that is particularly doing this. Um, you know, they're just kind of... Uh, like it's kind of given a sort of accurate portrayal of, of what the Palo Alto house apparently was like. It was kind of, you know, there was a lot of coding going on, but there's also a lot of partying going on. So, um, it, you know, it wouldn't have been unheard for people to be in there kind of, you know, with a 12 foot bong and playing computer games. Um, you yeah. Know, in, in the early 2000s, that doesn't seem out of character for some teenage boys and, you know, teenage girls. Um, so is there anything else to say about this minute or... Uh, is that everything i think we've exhausted this one (laughs) yeah i do just love the image as well of the door opening and it just being a soaking where eduardo's standing there (laughs) as the taxi pulls away it's a a nice little kind of romantic love actually moment (laughs) yeah Yeah, but just not quite as romantic as it needs to be but i also just love the the whole what's up and he's like what's up (laughs) <laughs> like I'm standing here drenched from the rain and, and what's up is all you're going to ask me it's, it's, I don't know it's quite funny um, you know it's a nice little kind of reintroduction of Eduardo and uh, and uh, and Sean Parker to each other there are other films that are being broken down minute by minute uh, you can find all of them on moviesbyminutes.com uh, if there is a film that you think should be broken down minute by minute then you know by all means just start talking about it minute by minute and no doubt uh, then you will be doing this thing um you know, uh, on on that website, you can find many, many, many films, uh, including at least th- I think at this point three others that I did, four others maybe, um, uh, in previous podcasts. Um, uh, not seven though, because that was part of this feed. So <laughs> seven in seven was just a part of this feed. Uh, but other than that, you know, the other four films that I've done previous to this, you can find them at moviesbyminutes.com. Uh, and let's go to the plugs for you, Alice. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Yeah, so kind of now that we're at the end of the week, I wanted to kind of t- talk more about, you know, which podcast I've been on. Of course, I've been on the 7 and 7, the, the last episode, which is great. Um, I've done the Out of the Blank podcast, which is out right now. If you look on, on YouTube, Out of the Blank, and you can type in Alice Lauren, and I talk about how I do comedy and then things here in, in upstate New York. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I've well, I've talked already um, about Monty uh, Monty Python with I think Luke Allen. I don't know if you had him as a guest or you're gonna have him soon, but Luke Allen is a wonderful host. And I did uh, the 
Monty Python's Meaning of Life. And then I'm recording next week, actually, uh, Life of Brian and Holy Grail. So have to see Life of Brian. But <laughs> but those are, are, are some fun things um, that I've been doing podcast-wise. And you can find all my other podcasts and, and things that I, I talk about um, on my Facebook. So Alice Lauren, A-L-I-C-E-L-A-U-R-E-N. And then my Twitter is Allie Mej, A-L-I-M-E-Z-H. Just kind of lastly, uh, just like a charity close to my heart. If you could donate to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, you can find find their website and donate. That cause is very close to my heart. So yes, please thank you for for having me on, and then keep on listening. And you can find us at MySpace at MySpace.com/slash/TheSocialMinute, or on Twitter at Social underscore Minute, and on Facebook at Social Minute Podcast. Thanks for involving me, my guest this week, Alice. Yeah, thanks. It's been amazing. And otherwise, I'll see you next week. We're gonna chase those crazy. Chase those crazy bumpets. Chase those crazy bullets out of a yam. Here comes the con man. Coming with his con plan. We won't take no pride. We've got to stay alive. We're gonna chase those crazy.